Hi guys, Esther Kasmira here and welcome to another one of my episodes. Today we're talking bookkeepers. Do you have a bookkeeper? How can you get a good bookkeeper? I am saying this because I've spent the past month trying to unravel work that a bookkeeper has completely messed up. And like, I'm talking like completely messed up. I've had to like do everything from scratch. So I was thinking it would be so important for for people to realize that if you're running a business, it's important to have somebody professional if you're going to trust them to do your account because then everything is wrong, you know? And I am running a webinar where I'm teaching you how to do your bookkeeping. And trust me, any business owner would have done a better job than what this bookkeeper did. And actually, they had a string of bookkeepers, so they were coming in and out, and they completely messed up the accounts. It's so bad that we can't even know how much money the customers owe us. So we can't collect from anyone. So the business owner is cash-strapped because we can't really get anything from anyone. So we're having to borrow money in order to fulfill our orders because there's still orders coming through. There's still customers placing orders, but you can't really regulate the deliveries depending on how much they owe because you don't know how much they owe. So it's it's crazy. It really is. And <clears throat> I knew it's hard to get a good bookkeeper, but I didn't think it would be this bad because like your business can go under seriously, like completely go under. And I'm starting from scratch, like from 2019, I'm doing all the accounts again because everything is a total mess. The invoices are wrong. The payments are wrong. Everything is wrong. So the embarrassment of the business owner sending out statements to customers saying you owe us this money and yet they don't. And the customer coming back and saying, why are you saying we owe you this money yet we don't? And it has damaged the relationships. They've lost a lot of business. So many customers have walked away just because of a bad bookkeeper, you know? So I decided to have this podcast just to talk about how to find a good bookkeeper because it's serious, you know? It's serious. So it's one of two things. You can choose to do the bookkeeping yourself. These days there's technology. It will take you five minutes a day to do it. If you go to my link, bookkeepingthatworks.com forward slash webinar you can register for the free webinar see how to do it see which technology you need to get and get started but if you feel like i'm too busy and getting a bookkeeper is one of those things that will help me or i have somebody in admin who can do the bookkeeping as well then get somebody good for crying out loud really get somebody good so the question is who is good because that's what they asked me these past few weeks. They're like, Esther, how do we get a good bookkeeper? And I was thinking, actually, that's a really good question. So looking back, I asked them, I said, where did you find these bookkeepers? We went online, we placed an ad for a job and people applied and we read the CVs and we got the best CVs and we hired them. So because you're in a hurry, because by the time you get to advertise for a bookkeeper, your books are really bad. You know, I haven't met anyone who has said, oh, I'm starting a business, so the best thing is going to be to hire the best people. We normally hire people when the demand is, like, huge. So 
your books are a mess. You want somebody to come in and fix them. So you you put an ad out for a bookkeeper. You get all these CVs in because they told me they got like 400 CVs. It's crazy. So you're sifting through the CVs. You just want to find that one person who can come in. So you line interviews up. You talk to them. They seem to know what they know, you know. And they seem to know what, what you want. And that's the basis on which to hire one. So I say to them, you need to flip this the other way now. Take advantage of social media, you know. Get word of mouth. Go on Facebook. Go to groups. Go to your friends. Put like on your status. And this is even free, you know, because they've had to pay loads of money to hire these bookkeepers, you know. So I say to them, you can actually get a bookkeeper, a really good one, for free without having to advertise. Because guess what? Take advantage of of, of networking, take advantage of social media. I mean, these days everybody's vaccinated, so people can now speak to each other face to face. You know, think of your friends, because when you're running a business, it's always um, it's always normal to have friends that also run businesses, because you know you meet at events, you meet at everything. Look at your networks, and think about calling them up and finding out, hey, do you, do, you, do you have a bookkeeper? And they'll say, yes, I, ha- I do, or maybe I did, or, or, or now I'm looking for one as well. But if they do have a bookkeeper, ask them how good they are. Because now you're getting somebody with proven experience. You're not looking at a CV and basing your decision on that. You're looking at someone who is actually doing work for a colleague or a friend of yours or a business, another business owner. And the business owner is vouching for them. And that's huge. My business has grown by word of mouth. I can tell you that now. You know, you do a good job and people will, it will just roll from there. I've never had to advertise anywhere. You know, the only thing I'm advertising is my webinar because I want to reach out to so many business owners who are not even my clients and show them how to do their own bookkeeping. But word of mouth will get you a good bookkeeper because they've done the books for your, for your friend and your friend is saying to you, hey, these guys know what they're doing. You know, they've done my books for X number of years or for X number of months. And you should try them out. So that's one way. What's the second way? The second way is going on social media. Go to Facebook and write it there and say, hey, guys, I'm looking for a bookkeeper. Anybody out there? Go to groups. Because when you go to groups and say, you know, groups for business owners and say, hey, guys, I'm looking for a bookkeeper they will recommend. They'll say, oh, yeah, 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 no, mine, you know, this is their website or this is their number, ring them, you know. So I'm thinking those are one of the quickest ways of finding somebody good because what I've witnessed, you know, I I wouldn't want to wish it on anyone because your business can disappear overnight. It really can. You know, you run out of cash and what do you do, you know? So... Those are one of the ways. Now, people will come back to me and say, hey, Esther, yeah, you say that I should use word of mouth, but maybe I'm a new business. I don't know any other business owners. I'm just stepping out there. My business has grown really quickly. I don't have anyone who I can ask, you know, to get a, 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 a good bookkeeper. You know, we've been in lockdown for over a year. I haven't spoken to anyone, you know. I, don't, I, I no longer even know how to socialize. So what do I do? Good question. So... Go to LinkedIn, you know. <clears throat> if you go to LinkedIn and you say, I'm looking for a bookkeeper, a lot of them will come up and a lot of them have been recommended. A lot of them are showing you which, which companies they've worked for, what experience they have, 
what they have trained in, you know, and then you're able to take it from there. You're able to look at, at the person. There's, there's normally a picture. So you're able to see the person, you know, look them in the eye and see whether this is a good person and then look at their profile, <clears throat> see who has recommended them, see the work they've done in the past and see whether the industries they're working in are the industries your business is in, you know, because that's the thing I really like. When I'm getting anyone, I would have wanted them to work in my industry because then they understand it a lot more than just finding a generic person who has worked as a bookkeeper, you know? So you're thinking, if you're a bookkeeper, have you worked with creative agencies? Have you worked with advertising? Have you worked with restaurants? You know, then if you do, then you'll know the volume of work. You'll know how to process the transactions. You'll know how to do the VAT. So it really works, you know, it really works. But be proactive, you know, don't use the old school method. Don't put an ad out in the paper. Don't put an ad out in, in like a, a, a job board and say, I want a bookkeeper because you're going to be inundated with cvs of people who are engineers you know of people who are it's crazy you know it's crazy i've done it and a lot of my clients have done it and they've walked away because you get confused i mean 400 cvs come on you'd have to hire someone to go through those cvs you know so by the time you find somebody you know it's taken you months so going using word of mouth i find is much easier and then going on LinkedIn, going on all these places and looking at their history. Because this is more proven history than somebody putting it on a CV. Because with a CV, how, uh, you know, how do you prove it? Somebody says, I worked in Birmingham in this company. You know, you, you don't have their phone number. You don't have nothing. So you can't really prove anything. And a lot of bookkeepers, because you're so desperate... You don't even have time to get a reference because you're thinking, hey, I just want somebody to get started. This person seems like they know what they're doing. And then you just use your instinct and then you tell them, can you start tomorrow? And then they come and they completely mess you up. And that's when you're thinking, oh gosh, you know, what have I done? And then you decide to get somebody else to come in and correct what this person has done. And then they just completely make it even worse because they don't even know what this person has done. So it continues on and on from there. And before you know it, you are really stuck. But if you at least get somebody who somebody has vouched for, that is, it puts you on a right footing because you know, you know what they've done. You know, you know where to find them. Your friend, you have proven experience. Your friend has used them, you know, because this guy told me that, there's a bookkeeper who disappeared. I'm thinking, how do you disappear? <laughs> that's crazy. How do you disappear? But that's the thing, because somebody just walked off the street, you gave them a job, they couldn't do it, and they'll just disappear. But if it's somebody your friend uses as well, how will they disappear? Your friend has used them, knows them, you know, has their contact details, knows where their offices are, you know. So it's, I think it's a better way of finding someone, you know. And this is not even just a bookkeeper. This is many people. You know, this is many people. You might be looking for a marketing guy. You might be looking for a copywriter. You might be looking for, for anyone out there to help you with your business. I would think, look at your, look at your, your, your networks first. You know, look at what they're doing, who they're using, especially successful businesses, you know, growing businesses like yours. Look at them and say, think, you know, who are they using? 
call them up, meet them up and say, hey, is this person good? What work have they done for you? You know, are you happy? And use that person. It is really simple and it will save you loads of money and time. And and that stress that comes along with bad work. There's nothing as bad as bad work. You, you just feel like collapsing, you know. So that's the thing. So now, how do we move on from there? So you've you've got someone and your friend says, oh, these guys are good, but maybe your friend is a carpenter. And you're in advertising. So you're thinking, so do they even know advertising, you know? And maybe they don't, but you're desperate. You want someone. So you're thinking, hey, he's a bookkeeper anyway. So maybe they can work. Start to look at their certifications, you know, if you really want to take them on. Look at their certifications because a lot of people look at the companies they've worked for, but that does not really tell you anything. What really gives you a good, good bookkeeper is going to be their certifications, where did they study? Are they still studying now? Or are they looking to study? Or have they already studied? You know, Where are they in their career? That matters a lot. If they're still studying, will they have time to do your work? If they're looking to study, do they have the right experience? Because now they're bringing along experience from carpentry side of things. They've never really done the fundamentals, the basics. If they already studied, that's good. That's, that's a really good footing because now they have the fundamental basics of working in any company. Now, do, are they technologically aware? Because now that you have the certifications and you're thinking this person knows what they're doing, they have the fundamentals, you can work with them, they are nice, you know, they are personable, they'll be able to, to interact with you with your customers, with your suppliers. But how about technology? Because now we're moving fast. These environments are changing so quickly. So what is their knowledge on technology? And trust me, this is the biggest one. This one is even more important, or I would say equally important, to somebody who, who has got certifications. Yeah, Because the certifications will give you the basics. So yes, you really have to be certified, yeah? But how about the technology? So now I have some bookkeeper friends of mine who do not like technology. They want their ruler, their pencil, their paper, and draw T accounts and do work that way. Spreadsheets, name it. They'll say, Esther, I have used this system for the past 10 years. I'm not going to change. So you have to see what attitude do they have to technology, you know? What online softwares have they used? Online accounting softwares, I mean, you know? What other softwares have they used? Are they on Gmail? Do they use Google Docs? Do they use... What do they use? Do, what awareness do they have about technology? Because somebody can sit there and say, yeah, I've used online t accounting technology, you know? Because they read it somewhere or they've used it at a company for two weeks, you know. So find out what kind of technology have they used? Where have they used it? You know, if it's the technology you're using, fine. You can ask them a few questions, see how they get on, you know. Or you can make them jump on it and do some work. Say, okay, raise an invoice and let's see. You can put them on the spot. I like putting people on the spot who are coming to work with me. 
You know, I like to see their level of technology and also their level of, of, of handling pressure, you know, because that's pressure, you know, somebody saying, okay, do it now. That's pressure. And I like to see how they handle that. But more importantly, more, more, more importantly, is someone who is dynamic. Because it's not about finding somebody who knows technology and that's it. No, it's about finding somebody who is dynamic, somebody who is constantly looking for what works. Because the technology world is moving fast in all areas, all sectors. So you want someone who is dynamic who comes and says, hey, there's this app. Have you seen it? It's called Chaser. It's going to help me to chase customers who are overdue. All I need to do is connect it to the software and it will work. You want somebody like that. You want somebody who is growing with your business. You don't want somebody who sits in there and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I use QuickBooks, you know, and we'll continue to use QuickBooks and it works well. What's that? That's a stagnated person. You know, that's a mediocre person. You want somebody who is thinking with you, thinking with your business, moving with your business at top speed. Somebody who is consistently, constantly online looking and telling you what's out there, what's working. They're going for, I don't know, they're going for all these events. You know, they're telling you that, oh yeah, 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 this software is launching some event that I want to go for. There's something happening in their life all the time. They're not just Monday to Friday, they walk in, they do the work, they go home, you know. That's not the kind of person you want. You want somebody jumped up out there, you know, raving to go, giving you ideas, you know. I like people with ideas. Those are, those, those are the only people I love to work with. Somebody comes with an idea and it just changes the way I'm thinking in that second, you know. And I'm lucky to be surrounded by people like that at the moment. I love it, you know. Even on Sunday, I've had somebody ring me on Sunday and say, hey, Esther, how about this client we're working with? Supposing they do this. I've been so excited. I've jumped on the phone to the client and said, guess what? We're changing the way you are invoicing your clients tomorrow on Monday. I'm going to be in your office and I'm going to show you how we're going to completely change it so that you can get your money in faster. So that's the kind of thing you want, you know? That's the kind of thinking mentality you want if you're growing a business you can't grow a business with somebody who is stagnated somebody who comes in does the work goes home that's not what you're looking for you know those are people who can work in large companies in coca-cola because coca-cola is already grown anyway you know it's a cash cow so they don't need any ideas if they want ideas they pay other people for ideas your job is to sit there you know and do the work you're paid for but in small businesses that are growing you want someone dynamic. You want somebody who brings ideas. You want somebody who, who is knowledgeable, you know. And I know all these things are not easy to find in one person overnight. But you have to consistently look. If you're a business owner, you want to improve your bookkeeping. Always look out for a good bookkeeper. Wherever you go, you know. What do you do? Hey, what do you do? What do you, you know? Do, 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 do you know of a, a good accountant? Do you know of a good bookkeeper? And when you keep looking, you will find that's one thing I realized. Keep looking, you'll find. Go on social media, especially LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of the best ones, you know. But even on Facebook, I found really good people on Facebook because what have I done? I've gone to, for example, small business networking. And I've, I've written there, hey, I'm looking for a good content writer. And they've given me a few names. Some of them are dodgy. 
but I've asked them, I've said, can I see your work? You know? And some of them have sent me really good work and I've, and I've worked with them. So just go out there and look for good people. Don't look for anyone, you know? Don't, don't look at CVs and think that you're really doing a good job. You're not. Because this is your business. This is your baby. This is something you've worked for. So you want good people. People who have proven experience. Not just experience. They've worked on a CV. But proven experience. They've worked with someone you know. And that person is happy with their work. You know? Maybe it might not be in your industry. Or maybe they might not have the knowledge you want technologically or whatever it is. But at least they're full of energy. Let them at least have that, you know. They're full of energy. They're, they're willing to learn. They're dynamic. They care about what they do. So many people just don't care what they do. So find that person. And guys, thank you so much. I don't even know how 20 minutes have gone by like this. But thank you so much. And I will continue with this in my next episode. And this time I'll be showing you what to do when you finally get that bookkeeper, you know. How will, how, will, how will you monitor what they're doing? How will you know that they're doing a good job? That's what we'll be discussing next. But for now, I gotta go. Take care and we'll speak soon. <clears throat> Hi guys, Esther Kesmer here and welcome to another one of my episodes. So in case this is your first episode, um, I am an accountant and I like to talk about, you know, what I'm working on that I feel can help small business owners. So... What have I been working on? I've been working on two major things. One, getting one of my clients up to date because he'd started to lose clients because of bad bookkeeping. And it was really, really bad because he had a bad bookkeeper who was recording things twice and sending the statements out to customers and they were getting really angry. So he was getting phone calls saying, you're trying to rip us off. And so we're no longer doing business with you, which was really sad because he has good products and he provides a really great service. And it's such a shame that because of bad bookkeeping, he lost clients. It was crazy. So I'm trying to tidy him up. I'm trying to work with him and tidy him up and get him up to speed. And we, we're starting to see results, which is really great. And a lot of those results are surrounded by introduced him to zero <clears throat> because it's one of the best packages I've worked with and he's able to understand it which is the most important thing it has no accounting jargon so he understands everything that I'm recording and then I've introduced him to Dext which used to be called Receipt Bank and he's recording all his receipts and invoices taking pictures and they upload in there automatically and connect to zero it sounds complicated but it's the most straightforward thing you know so even now, if he goes out and takes fuel because he drives, you know, he has offices out of London. So if he goes to a petrol station and he gets fuel and he pays for it, he asks for the receipt. And once he's given the receipt, he pulls out his phone, opens the Dext app and clicks for, to take the picture. And that's it. That is all he needs to do. So even if he loses that receipt, it doesn't matter because I've received it, you know? I've received it. The software is HMRC approved. It stores the receipt in there forever. So it's amazing. 
And because of that, he's got to really organize because then when the receipt goes into Dext, if it's not me doing it, if you don't have a bookkeeper and you're doing it yourself, it's dead easy, really dead easy because it has really good intelligence. It will pick up the supplier for you, the date for you, the amount for you, the description for you. So all you do is just press OK, 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 and then push to zero. And that's it. It's in your software. It's all recorded. And boom, you're organized. You don't need a file of receipts after that, a shoebox of receipts. You know, you're super organized. So I've been working with that for quite a while. And, you know, th that's the thing I enjoy. If there's anything I enjoy, it's getting somebody organized finding somebody they, they're pulling their hair out because their accounts are all over the place and i'm able to come in show them the technology they need to get organized and to do it themselves i love that so i have a webinar that i do that shows you all this stuff you know so that if you're a business owner you're able to go out there and do it yourself right what next because i have so many episodes covering bookkeeping i can't even tell you so if you go back and look at them and listen to them, I cover everything. I cover how to re record an invoice, a sales invoice, how to send it out to a customer, what it should look like, the features on it, the amounts, the, the, the payment services, the different payment services you can connect to it. You know, I cover all sorts of things. So what am I covering today? Today, I'm talking about penalties because <laughs> I got so many penalties about my clients, you know, and bless them. They don't know what's going on, you know. So they get a letter from HMRC saying, hey, from Companies House, actually, sorry. They get a letter from Companies House, because by the way, Companies House and HMRC are two different things. They get a letter from Companies House saying, hey, you, you submitted your accounts late. So we're giving you a fine. They're like, what is this? It looks like French to me. So I just thought in this episode, I'd kind of touch on what it is so that when you get that fine through the door, you know, then you're able to further understand what it is because a lot of a lot of my clients will send it to me and say, what the hell is this? I have no clue what they're going on about. All I know is that they want money from me and I have no idea why. So, what is it? So, this is for like a director. If you're a director of a business, this is for you because... A lot of the stuff I talk about relates directly to people who manage a business. If you have like a small business, you have a flower shop, you're, you're a plumber, you're, I don't know, you're like, like you're a business consultant, you invoice clients every month, you work with clients, you know, you're running your small business. This is a good episode to listen to because I talk about a lot of stuff that relates to your business and I also share ideas I know about that you can apply directly to your business. So if it's your business, then you can go away, research what I'm saying. Maybe you might even have more ideas that I'd love to hear from you. And basically just see how to improve your business. That's, that's my main, main, my main passion is to improve your business. You know, you, I, I want that email from you saying, oh my gosh, you know, because I listened to your episode, I went away, got this software and it's working or tried this idea that you shared, you know, and it's working. It's, it's making me better organized. So that's my goal. You know, that is my goal amongst other things, but that's like my major, major goal, you know, because accounting is something that accounting is something that business owners find a little bit scary, you know, 
I know the feeling, 100%, you know. They find it scary because they feel like they don't understand it. But hey, it's so easy. And, and software has made it even easier. So you're able to do it yourself. And this is my opportunity to show you, you know. Because before I used to go business owner to business owner. But now I have the opportunity to do it to many, you know. So, so even if you're not my client, I'm able to speak to you and tell you that, listen, you can manage your business. You can get organized. Um, this is the software that can help you because I've used it for years. I know it works. My clients love it, you know, and so use it and see how you go. Simple. But now we're talking about penalties. So how do you get a penalty anyway? One of the most common ways of getting a penalty is you see, like when you register and you register like with company's house and you say okay listen i'm going to register and and i'm talking about businesses in the uk um i'm not talking about businesses in america unfortunately although i wish i could because i'm trying to reach as many people as possible and i'm looking to partner with somebody in america so that when we're delivering these episodes we're able to deliver to people in america as well because there's the irs over there so it would be nice to also give, you know, to share ideas about, to share ideas about let penalties in America as well. That would be really cool. But that's coming up, you know, that's coming up. But for now, yeah, let's talk about the UK and talk about penalties. So you receive a penalty through the post. One of the most common penalties is if you have started a new business and you registered it. So say you registered it. Let's keep it simple. Say you registered it on the 1st of September. You know? So you registered it in September. Or maybe on the 15th. Or the end of September. Who knows? So that is called the accounting reference date. Or the date you incorporated the the business. So those are, these are big words. But it's kind of like the day you started the business. You know, that's what it means. It's just that we, we love big words, we accountants, because it makes us look important, I think. Who knows? But anyway, so you start the business. So what happens is you're registering it. So you go into company's house because that's where we register businesses in the UK. So you go to company's house, you register your business, you say, hey, I'm a florist, you know, and today is the 25th of September and I'm going to register this business 2021, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, what will happen is that company's house will automatically say, if you're starting your business in September, it means that in 12 months time, you're going to tell us how you've been doing, i.e., we need accounts from you. That's what it is. So now, so you register your business, but you're busy, you know. You don't even have an accountant because it's a new business. You have like two receipts, you know, and maybe two invoices or maybe you got one customer a week. So you don't feel like you need to get an accountant at that point, you know, because to be honest, they're quite expensive, you know. So getting an accountant at that point is the last thing on your mind, to be honest. So what happens is your business starts to pick up, but you're wearing so many hats 
because one minute you're marketing the next minute you're going to networking events you know because you're trying to find out oh i need to meet other business owners see what they're doing tell them about my business you know so you're doing that as well and that takes up time and then you're in the shop because you haven't yet got enough money to afford somebody to sell your flowers in the first place so in the morning you're in the shop in the evening you're networking you know so there's no time to in between to sit down and say well you know what is going on how am i managing my accounts you you won't know that so what happens is normally the 12 months will fly by and when they fly by you forget you know you forget that in 12 months time i need to produce accounts to company's house you know and we're talking about a limited company because those are the ones that are so common like 95% of my clients have limited companies so it's 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 the thing so companies are waiting for your accounts you are running your business you have no clue that you need to submit your accounts in 12 months time so by august of 2022 you're working and you receive a letter you know sometimes if you're really lucky if you registered online you know because sometimes you can register online these dates you know you go on your computer you you register your business you say i've started in september 2022 if you're lucky you'll receive a notification because they'll ask you do you want us to keep you updated you know about your accounts please tick yes because this is when it comes in handy because companies have to write to you and say hey and they normally do that a month before your accounts are due they'll say hey you need to submit your accounts mister you haven't so we need them then you will go into a panic and say what are they talking about you know but if you have not ticked that box that's when things will start to really go downhill because now you'll go past august and then the minute you miss one day so we're talking september 2022 that's when you'll receive a letter from company's house asking for their let penalty fee and then you'll get confused you'll start thinking so what is this you know what have i done wrong and they'll say we have not received your accounts some people go as far as what is accounts even you know so then you start panicking and looking around and thinking maybe even ring them and say what are you talking about they say we need to know how much money you made in this past financial year and you'll be thinking wow okay then maybe you look around for an accountant or maybe you've been recording your stuff every weekend so you'll say okay i know how much sales i made how much costs and i'll send it in or you'll say no i think i need an accountant i don't have time for this because now your business is growing even faster and you can now afford an accountant and you're thinking yeah let me do it you know so that's the let penalty fee so how does it work they will charge you if you're one day late between 1 and 30 days they will charge you 150 pounds you know then if it is 1 month to 3 months it goes up to 375 pounds then if you're over 3 months late this is 750 pounds and then if you're more than 6 months late 1500 pounds that's how it works but now you're thinking if i am to 
find an accountant, then they do my accounts for me. What next? So now you're looking at a fine. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. 150 pounds because you were a month late. You know, you didn't know. So you're a month late. You've, you've, you've run around. You've found an accountant. Maybe your friend said, oh, yeah, yeah I know somebody, blah, blah, blah. So you get this accountant. They do your, your books for you. Submit your accounts. Boom. That's it. But how do you move on? You know, how do you move on? Will you just rely on that accountant at the end of the next 12 months? Or will you sit down and say, well, I really need to get this stuff like month on month, you know? So that's where I like to help business owners have these things be all over this stuff. So that you spend five minutes all over this stuff every day and then... At the end of the 12 months, your accountant does the stuff for you, but you already know how much money you made that year. You, you really do. And then you're avoiding these penalties because a penalty does not really look good. And you're flagging to company's house that, hey, I'm disorganized. You know, I am not fulfilling my duties as a director of a company. And then HMRC are thinking, I mean, company's house are thinking, you know, maybe we need to see, take a closer look at this business. You know, so you, you're kind of flagging, you're flagging the wrong flags, you know, the red ones. Where companies are thinking, yeah, this, this, this business is, you know, is not serious. So you don't want that. You want to be more organized. And the thing is, when you're more organized, you get more out of your business, you know. So how do you avoid a penalty, you know? Now that you've seen what penalties are and they are not really nice, how do you avoid them? How do you, moving forward, after this accountant has submitted your accounts and you've paid the penalty painfully, how do you move on? So the first thing you do is you go online and make sure that you receive, you sign up for those reminders so that those reminders come straight to you and you never ever miss a deadline. That's what you do. The second thing you do is you get really good accounting software. Because that software will keep you even more organized. How? Good question. You could get VAT registered. How do you know? These are things you need to know. Don't wait for your accountant to tell you. So if you're earning 83000 a year, and we're talking... The last 12 months, don't say, oh, no, 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 you know, my, my, my business started in September, so I'm waiting for the 12 months from September. No, you're doing what they call a turnover test. So you're getting any 12-month period and seeing whether you're hitting 83000 a year in that, in that 12 months you've chosen. And it's normally the 12 months from the month you're in, you know, and you look back. So where are we? We're in June, June 2021. So you're thinking... Okay, June 2021. Let me look at May. So from May to the previous year, 12 months back, how much money have I made? If it's 83,000, you need to register for VAT. But how will you know? You know, how will you know? You're a busy business owner. You know, you can't rely on your accountant. Supposing they forget, whose responsibility is it? Yours, the director. So what do you do? 
that's where good accounting software comes in because you're able to set an account watch list you know if you're using zero i'm more than happy to show you how this is done actually i think i need to do like a video post it on like all my social media pages so that people can see it so basically this thing yeah it shows you every month whenever you log in it will be the first thing that shows you how much money you're making the previous 12 months and then you're able to see and say ah okay not yet not yet not yet not yet and then when you look at it and think oh we're getting closer then you're able to register simple anyway so now we are looking at avoiding these penalties because they are not nice you know we're paying money hmrc think we are bad people companies also think we are bad people it's not nice so what do we do so what we do is we, we we mark it in our calendar and say we're never going to forget this so hmrc need and companies also need to tell us you know they need to tell us by the way the reason why i'm saying hmrc as well because people must be wondering if i'm submitting my account to companies house why are you talking about hmrc because there are two sets of documents you're submitting we're talking accounts to companies house and then your tax return to hmrc so those are the two things that's why i'm talking about hmrc and companies house so anyway that's another subject you know that is a completely different subject but just know you need to submit those two things so anyway so we've marked it in our calendar and we are happy and then we have to read the filing reminders we send to the registrar's office because these reminders are sent to the business your where you're registered so if when you're setting up a business they're going to ask you where is your address so so many people have different addresses you know so you might have an address where your business operates and then another address where which is the registered address on company's house which is different from where you operate so you might operate on the high street but your registered address is maybe your home or head office if you're a bigger business you know so you have to make sure because companies house are going to send these reminders to your registered address which is your home address so you need to keep an eye out that's why they call it registered address because that's the address you used when you were registering that's the address on company's house if you're in doubt google the name of your business so say i love florist so i'm going to use a florist uh say um lovely florists limited so if you google lovely florists limited company's house it will show you your registered address and you can change it anytime you want you can change it so that's where all your reminders are going to go so you have to make sure that you have access to that address and you're keeping an eye out on all the letters that are coming through there otherwise you're going to forget so that's another way and then make sure as soon as you get these reminders from from company's house you if you have an accountant you tell them in way in advance as soon as you get it you message them and say listen start working on my accounts you know start working on my accounts and then they'll start you know so those things are so important like i can't tell you 
because then you start you start to not pay money unnecessarily because i feel like a penalty you're paying money unnecessarily because you're in the country you know you're working you love your business you're protecting it you know you don't want to expose it to things like penalties and showing that you're not you know you're not keeping up to date with stuff you know so those are the three things three ways you can keep up to date and i hope i've explained penalties because i was explaining them to my clients you know because a lot of my clients got them because they missed even by one day so they had to pay 150 pounds so it's one of those things that i like to clarify and i hope i have somehow clarified it as compared to how you understood let penalties before you started listening to this episode kind of thing you know but anyway i gotta go and i will be talking more about penalties basically how do you deliver your accounts to company's house how can you extend the time allowed for delivering the accounts that's important you know especially if you're a new business maybe you've not been operating really well for the past for the first six months so you have nothing there really your business said to pick up six months later how do you do that you know those are things i'll explain later but for now i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you've picked something out of it and i will be looking forward to speaking to you soon Bye now.